This is a Reconstructionist Radio production. Please visit calcedon.edu. That's C-H-A-L-C-E-D-O-N dot E-D-U to download this book in PDF format or to purchase this book. The Cure of Souls, Recovering the Biblical Doctrine of Confession by Rusus John Rushduni. Copyright 2007, Mark R. Rushduni. Published by Calcedon Ross House Books. P.O. Box 158, Vallecito, California, 95251. All rights reserved. The Cure of Souls, Recovering the Biblical Doctrine of Confession by R.J. Rushdini. Chapter 34, Turning Ourselves In. One of the curious aspects of the 1990s is that often the comic strips manifest more Christian insight than do the editors, newswriters and many pulpiteers. Thus, on Thursday, July 18, 1991, the cartoon Dennis the Menace shows the small boy Dennis kneeling in prayer at his bedside and saying, I'm here to turn myself in. At the same time, supposedly Christian psychologists have been outraged over the chapter's on the counselling heresy published in the Chalcedon Report in late spring of 1991. In the 1980s, in some some state legislatures, bills were introduced to require professional training, examination and licensure by a board of psychiatrists and psychologists for all pastors. None of these Christian psychologists protested this step. Recently, a pastor in California City was attacked for counselling a couple. Both church pastors and their staff psychologists expressed a hostility towards his work. The wife in the counselled couple is an innocent and submissive young woman. The husband is a moral wretch. It would require a long chapter to chronicle his offences. Not liking the conclusions of the counselling pastor, the husband went to another church, one which had staff psychologists. The results there gave him a conclusion far more agreeable to him. He summoned his wife to admit her non-existent offences and he concluded thus, We are both victims. This is Satan's wisdom in Genesis 3, 1-5. All men are the victims of God. He, who could have created man free of sin, in that case an automaton or robot, chose to create man so that he would fall into sin. Although he could have made man capable, like himself, of creating anything by his fiat word, God instead decreed that man could only attain his goals by hard work. Satan's implication to Eve is this. We are all victims of God, therefore declare yourself independent of him. Sin is man's declaration of independence from God. It is man's insistence that the fundamental promise of life should be my will be done, not God's. God's law is the expression of his will. Antinomianism is the the denial of God's will in favour of man's sanctimonious, hypocritical and sinful spirituality. Confession is basic to prayer. It is saying with Dennis, I'm here to turn myself in. Confession does have a broader meaning than simply the confession of sins. Richard Watson defined it thus, 
Confession signifies a public acknowledgement of anything as our own. Thus, Christ will confess the faithful in the day of judgment. Luke 7, 8. 2. To own and profess the truth of Christ and to obey his commandments in spite of opposition and danger from enemies. From Matthew 10.32. 3. To utter or speak the praises of God or to give him thanks. 4. To acknowledge our sins and offences to God, either by private or public confession, or to our neighbour whom we have wronged, or to some pious person from whom we expect to receive comfort and spiritual instruction, or to the whole congregation when our fault is published. From Psalm 32, 5. Matthew 3.6, James 5.16, 1 John 1.9 5. To acknowledge a crime before a judge. Joshua 7.19 In Israel there was an annual day of atonement and the high priest confessed the sins of all the people. However, believers, in offering certain sacrifices, confessed their sins as they laid their hands on the sacrificial animal, their representative sin-bearer. An early Christian form of confession is the Apostles' Creed. The believer confesses thereby his own faith, saying, I believe. Believing those things set forth in the Creed, the confessor of faith comes to God's house to turn himself in for Christ's service, to be instructed and commanded for the kingdom. The first confession required of believers in the early church was this. Jesus Christ is Lord, as against the mandatory, Caesar is Lord. There is a reference to this confession in Philippians 2, 9-11. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. End quote. Paul then adds something which tells us more about this confession. Quote, Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. End quote. The Philippians were obeying God now, not because Paul was present, because he was plainly absent, but because God was present in their lives and working through them. Their obedience was thus a confession to the indwelling presence of God. You have always obeyed is literally, you did always obey. They were working out their own salvation, that is, learning to walk alone. They were now not dependent on Paul, although still learning from him, because their confession of faith was now the work of God, the Spirit, in them. Salvation is used here in the sense of their final glory in Christ, not their redemption from the fall. Work out does not contradict the doctrine of justification by faith any more than the reminder of obedience in verse 12. Man reveals the grace of God in him as he works out the implications of salvation by the obedience of faith. With fear and trembling does not mean with tormenting misgiving, but in awe of God's grace and calling, and our only destiny in Christ. 
In all this, it is God which worketh in you. We confess our sins and we confess our faith that Jesus Christ is Lord. This confession continues in the work God does in and through us so that true confession manifests itself always in God working in and through us. A true confession thus has the witness of the triune God in our lives. We cannot play the pagan Greek game of excusing a man's evil life by saying that we cannot know his heart. This is a denial of our faith and in contradiction to Jesus Christ and his radical insistence that men are known by their fruits or works. From Matthew 7, 15-20 Those who insist on separating works from the heart of man belong, according to our Lord, in the ranks of false prophets and ravening wolves. From Matthew 7:15. According to H.C.G. Mall, the word worketh is a Greek word with a certain intensity about it, worketh effectually. God governs our willing and doing so that when we faithfully confess him, we are faithfully used to his glory. What we do is his good pleasure, not our own, from verse 13. We are a new creation in Christ and our centre is no longer our will, but his will, his will as set forth in his infallible word. We are now not our own. We are his instruments. The beginning of all this is when, like Dennis, we turn ourselves in. We confess ourselves to be sinners deserving only condemnation. Christ, by his grace, empowers us to make a good confession that he is both Christ and Lord. God then works in and through us to empower us in his kingdom work. All this begins with a confession of sins, turning ourselves in, not only at the time of our conversion, but daily in our private prayers. Bishop Thomas Wilson of Sodor and Man, 1663-1755, an Anglican prelate, was in, in Sacra Privata, wrote, quote, Thou hast sent us into the world not to do our own will, but thine, end quote. Wilson's notes on Luke 22.42, Nevertheless, not my will but thine be done, are very moving. Quote, O God, who takest delight in helping the afflicted, help us all too, often distressed with an inward rebellion against thy just appointments. Who am I that I should make exceptions against the will of God, infinitely great, wise and good? I know not the things that are for my good. My earnest desires, if granted, may prove my ruin. The things I complain of and fear may be the effects of the greatest mercy. The disappointments I meet with may be absolutely necessary for my eternal welfare. I do, therefore, protest against the sin and madness of desiring to have my will done and not the will of God. Grant, gracious Father, that I may never dispute the reasonableness of thy will, but ever close with it, as the best that can happen. Prepare me always for what thy providence shall bring forth. Let me never murmur, be dejected or impatient under any of the troubles of this life, but ever find rest and comfort in this. This is the will of my Father and of my God. This is for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. End quote. Proceeding on our own wisdom, quote, 
We are really blind as to what concerns our true good and should infallibly ruin ourselves if left to our choices. End quote. Our confession of sin helps clarify our vision, prompts us to obedience and makes us more zealous to be faithful. When we turn ourselves into the Lord, we do not see ourselves as victims but as sinners. We, redeemed in Christ, are then his agents of power and witness in a fallen world. We have a calling then to place ourselves and our spheres of activity under the dominion of God in Christ. But first, we must turn ourselves in. This is the end of chapter 34. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows. Or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His Kingdom.